So, sound check one two. Sound, sound check. check one two. Hey man, so what do you uh, what do you think about Stormy Daniels? Um, I know that she's a porn actress. Yeah. She has gigantic boobs. That's she's bl- blonde. Also accurate. I've I don't know. I've seen her nipples. Oh, have you? Yeah, I mean it's they're hard to not see. <laughs> like she was on the View and you saw them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you not seen her nipples? I've, so. No, no, I haven't. Because why okay. would I? Eh. My, my, like, so I, you know, she is an avatar of Trump's sins or whatever, but she's like not a politician, and I kind of can't wait for her to not pop up in my feed because other people are like liking her shit or whatever. Like, she's at the end of the day, she's like, I don't, I don't want any more porn actresses in my life, mostly, and I'm kind of fucking sick of hearing from her. Is that all right? You know what? You know what's got to be weird is yeah, this is going to continue. You know what's got to be weird is like so you know she's like a porn. Act- it's got to be weird to be a porn actress and then like to get famous and go mainstream for something entirely different. And then you're like on the View and stuff like that. But then like that's not making you income. And so at the end of the day, you have to be like, well, I guess it's back to the old dick sucking factory. Like that's got to be tough transition to make. You know, she's still got to do that you know yeah i mean i guess the only uh like the person who's actually done that transition well was sasha gray she didn't have big boobs i don't know she, who that i don't know who any of these people actress, are so. well there you go And work it out Cause we 
and here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Son, son, son. actually enjoy like pop oh, pop man. song we're listening to uh fucking butterfly by i can't even remember the name of the fucking band but you're my butterfly sugar sugar, sugar. Baby, baby what is the, what is the shittiest song that okay. is you know clearly the shittiest song that, right. that is it exists but you love it so i i try to avoid the terminology guilty pleasure because i think most pleasures are not something you should feel guilty. i think that's just people trying to position themselves okay. like yep. they're fucking ba- they can have their cake and eat it too yep. well, fuck you i will say that so maybe something that people would objectively not like but for some reason i have a soft spot for is uh, aerosmith's 2003 album honking on bobo you love Aerosmith, don't you? I, 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 you know what? I grew up with Aerosmith when I was a little kid, and uh, you know, if I if I learned about them now, I probably wouldn't like them. But it's in there now, and it just is thrown in with everything else, and it's a part of my life. And but th- that album, though, like there are people who say like, well, okay, Aerosmith's got some hits. They're not my thing, but I get it. Honking on Bobo, isn't it? It's all covers of old, obscure fucking blues songs and stuff done Aerosmith style but it's like late poppy Aerosmith I don't care it's garbage and I just eat it up like I eat up other garbage like McDonald's alright what about you do you have, do you have like fair. a song you're just like so, can't avoid it yeah so when we were uh, young my uh, my parents had a record player um, this is before I knew that I really really uh, love records and uh, um, I used to listen to the so uh, my parents had Prince records they had Beatles records they had Michael Jackson records which were great the record I uh, uh, really loved the most was Slippery One Wet by Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's, yeah. Bon Jovi should and never come up and be like, wow, you know, when I want to go to it, when I want to go to a deep place, yeah. I put on some Bon Jovi in a dark room. And I'm I just, a cowboy on a steel horse. That's a great song. That's a great I'm song. Dead or alive. Dude, it is absolute cotton Dead candy, but it's irresistible. Dead or yeah. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. Um, and I, I would, I would actually also argue, uh, I'm a huge Sticks fan as well. So, oh, d- no, and that's good. Dude, that's not even I guilty have, pleasure. Have, it's just pleasure. I have so many Sticks. I have like, I think I own every single Sticks record on. It's vinyl, all good. It doesn't LP. matter. Uh, and people don't house. realize about this because Sticks feels like a bubblegum kind of band. Oh, they did mostly oh, like concept albums. Yeah, no, they were. It was like theater. Fucking weird, weird ass shit. So, yeah. um, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's cool. all pleasure. <laughs> all pleasure. All the time. We're All right, let's let's jump into it. Let's do hey, it. Hey, we're back. It's regular format, guys. Yep, no conversations with other people, just the way you like it. <laughs> um, but it, w- it was good to take a detour with uh, Ramirez, but we have actual content related to his successor, uh, Rodriguez, that we get to talk about now. Sure. And that's important in the healing process, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to move so. on. We immediately went out, and we found the first person who could get us late, and that's who we're going to talk about <laughs> this week. So, uh, Yeah, so again, I, as we mentioned, uh, if you guys were uh, listening a couple weeks ago, we dropped a, uh, or last week actually, we dropped a EPL-only podcast into the Patreon feed 
Um, if you join the Patreon, you can actually get that. You can actually get access to that right away. You literally pay whatever you want. Your 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 six sixty nine, your four twenty yep. a month to us. You you drop that into our uh, our coffers. Help us buy some mics and pay for some uh, you know hosting fees and shit. And you can get that EPL uh, preview. We're gonna do another. We'll probably drop another thing in a week or two uh, to be determined. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be dropping semi-regular content into the Patreon feed. Hopefully, you know, once every three or four, you know, three weeks or so. You might get a couple in a month. You might get once a month. It really depends on how we're feeling and uh, how we're doing. But really, you know, we really appreciate uh, the Patreons who support that because that gives us the opportunity and the ability to do this sort of stuff. Uh, and just, you know, we're literally doing this out of the love of our own hearts. And, you know, we really mostly want to hang out with each other and talk soccer and, oh. and bullshit. But um, so, yeah, go to our Patreon if you can. Uh, donate some money. Patreon.com backslash the days I know. Um, Again, we're going to be buying some new mark to uh, sorry, some new mics, uh, maybe a new mixer so we can get some four mics in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have I'm going to sound like fucking Backstreet Boys when we get those yeah, we new get, mics. We have, well, we have some super uh, special guests coming up soon uh, for our 69th episode. I think I'm trying to convince them to do a, a super special Patreon only episode as well, sure, and, and bring in a, a a super special guest of their own. So yeah, if you want to get in on that, you got to get in on that uh, Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Help support the, the Daves that you know. So Absolutely. let's talk about the first the the game from last week. Um, no. What the hell? And this is we always say the the, the title of this inner outline is what the hell just happened. And I want to say what the hell just Legi- happened. Yeah, legitimate this time. Um, yeah. So LA Galaxy, uh, we went on the road, pulled out a last minute draw, two to two. If you didn't see it. Um, as we always talk about, what was what was your best moment from this game? I know mine right away. So my best moment of the game... Took me no time <laughs> to think this. So there's actually several. I was watching this game on a uh, on a Amazon uh, Fire Kindle. My kids, in, my kids have one of those. In Madison, like propped up against uh, a beer bottle on a coffee table... With my father-in-law, drinking Dude. whiskey, like we were drinking like really nice whiskey that he has, um, because you know the game kicked off 9:30 our time, and I was in Madison over the weekend, uh, and uh, and so yeah, so I was, so I was sitting there drinking whiskey, watching soccer with my fucking father-in-law, who you know to his credit loves the loons. Yeah. Um, we just come back from a baseball game where we were able to eat and drink for free all you know all night. Um, and I don't uh, think you're a soccer fan unless you have watched at least one game on a pathetically small screen in a really pathetically lonely situation. <laughs> I think be, we've all done to, it. To be fair, once. my father-in-law was also watching it with me, um, and so I watched. I, I missed the first uh, LA Galaxy goal. Okay. Um, uh, I caught the second. I caught the box all goal. But honestly, best moment of the game for me was that fucking Romario goal. Um, Ibsen doing Ibsen shit. Just making a perfect pass, which is what he is want to do, you know. He has also made, you know, during that game, had made probably ten other terrible passes, but he made the perfect pass onto a streaking Dunlady. Dunlady, who was onside by at least three yards, um, who made a perfect pass to Romario. Romario, who didn't even just put in the goal, he fucking hit it off the top of the of the bar. Right, put, it, put it where the keeper couldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, put it where Bingham could, risky kick, could not get it. And that was my best moment of the game. How about so, you? so um, mine came from the same play, but it was uh, actually Ibsen's dish on that play. Yeah. Um, Ibsen get Ibsen gets the ball, and I wouldn't even call it a give and go. It was more like a let's pass it back and forth and see if some some of the pressure gives somewhere. He gets on it, makes a spin, puts a perfectly weighted ball, not, and it wasn't just weighted perfectly, but it also wasn't those sort of release valve outside passes. You know, yeah. it was more toward the center of the pitch. It weaved in a couple of guys. And um, and and so Dunlady actually got to come in on it instead of yeah. kind of retreating to the sideline. It's something that when Ibsen is playing well, we don't really have a good like for like player who can do that on no, our roster. Sure. Unfortunately, sure. sometimes he's I mean his reliability has gone down this year, but that play alone was worth the price of admission. Yeah. That was cool. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like that box all uh, that box all forehead, uh, and mostly. <laughs> The box of forehead, but mostly the the like Dunlady's just standing there with the ball, and just like trying to goad the defender into like actually like making a move at him. Like he just he stood there and you watch him, he like kind of like 
left left foot, right foot, like not touching the ball. Like, what do, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And the tricking the right stick in FIFA. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you know, cutting in, cutting to the touch line, and uh, to, to the end line, and then back out, and then that just that perfect chip to box all. It was also a, a gorgeous right. fucking goal. Too, what, so. what was your worst moment of the game? Uh, I don't know, Calvo. Uh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Calvo, Francisco fucking Calvo. Yeah. Uh, throwing that, uh, man. I don't. That was also my probably most what the fuck moment of the game was just like, why, 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 why does he do the things that he does to hurt us, like he hurts us? So, are you talking about his overall performance right now? Are you talking about the time wasting second yellow? Are you? Talking, uh, you well, talking about? most what the fuck moment is the time wasting second yellow. This is just a general like, why does. Calvo do what Calvo does. Were you of us. the opinion that it was time wasting? Or are you uh, on the Fuck yeah, are you of, a, of a mind that maybe no, no they're a little too strict on that? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, absolutely, of course it was. Okay. Like, you don't throw the ball. Like, even if he wasn't on a, a, a first yellow, he definitely should have gotten a yellow for throwing the ball away like that at the end of a game. Even, I mean, so that's it. That's so I, I guess the only sort of. Uh, the only sort of um, defense of him is that, like, people, like, players do that all the time in the 30th minute, and they don't get yellow carded for it, which I guess I understand, but it's also, you're the fucking captain. You're the, you're the most important person on the field. You're supposed to be the leader of this fucking team. Don't do stupid shit like that. And the other issue is that Cowboy just continues to do stupid shit like this all the time. All the time. doesn't matter. Whether he's the captain or not, he just stupid shit like this like, for Minnesota, and I, you know, whatever. So what was he, what was your worst moment of the game? Well, you know, he, he's more extracurricularly uh, controversial than a captain needs to be. That much is for sure. My worst moment actually was the was the Leggett goal. Um, it was exactly so from an LA standpoint. It was exactly why you put a runner in on defense and exactly what they're supposed to do. And in fact, we, we talked about Christian Ramirez doing a better job over time of this and why we thought we might miss it. You, you get a runner in there, two defenders, you split the defense. These two defenders now have to make a really tough choice and they have to make it mentally and simultaneously. Is someone going to pick up that runner and who's it going to be? And then who's going to step to the, the person attacking with the ball? The runner that confused him. Nobody stepped up to Sebastian and he had a, he had a free shot. Um, oh, you're talking about Eric Miller. So that was like, that was my most what the fuck moment of the game. Oh actually. yeah, we're Eric we're tra- yeah we're trading us. Yeah, yeah. The, the the fact that nobody stepped up there, I get how oh, it happens. Was so fucking behind him. That's, yeah, that that too. Uh, so so I get logistically how that happens, but one of the things that irks me the most about it is it's an extremely coachable behavior. It comes down to communication and awareness about who picks up those runs and who steps up there can be unpredictable circumstances but it is a coachable tendency you can get two fat guys with hot dogs and beers in their hand and even if they don't have the physicality to play well they can get an understanding like that it is coachable and that is frustrating to me that that, that we haven't developed that kind of gel yet or ever so what was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give everybody a little. We're gonna get somebody on the mic here shortly. Um, special guest, unannounced guest, unexpected Ooh, guest. Yeah, um, super But unexpected. we're gonna hold it. We're gonna finish our usual coverage of LA, and then we're gonna get his thoughts on LA. So sure, don't. If you're driving to work, sit in your car and let it idle for 15 yeah, minutes. No, we're no. going to get him in here pull for a over, second. Okay? Pull over as soon as you possibly can where, where it's safe. Just wait. Yeah. Where it's safe. Uh, don't pull over just like on the side of 94. Like Get somewhere where yeah. it's safe. Get off on Cedar. Get off on We know Creighton, the roads. Yeah. You know, wherever. Um, we'll get him in here in a second, but we're going to wrap up our normal coverage of the game that's here. Right. Uh, well, so my your most what-the-fuck moment then was I that mean, goal. It, it was it, it was. Kind of, maybe. <clears throat> kind of. Ba- well, you have notes in front of It was several things. Yes, <clears throat> I do. Uh, it was a ton flopping around like a goddamn fish out of water. Depending on who, like, I, I understand Michael Boxel is a big-ass dude. Michael Boxel pushes you down. Cool, maybe you fall down. Miguel Ibarra, like, puts a, puts a forearm into you. You probably don't fall down. I mean, I don't fall down. Miguel, I'm, I'm taller than Miguel Ibarra, but maybe, like, by like an inch or two. Yeah, Ibarra right? and Quintero are out there breaking backs this year. Yeah, I don't quite understand. Uh, apparently Zlatan, the, the 6'3 lion of a man that he is, uh, can't stand up to a 5'5 Miguel Ibarra. But well, we knew, I dig- we I dig- knew that. I digress. Um, so my most of the moment was what you were just talking about with Eric Miller uh, and the Lejeco. In that he, so Eric Miller was left on an island there. Uh, he was 1v2. 
he had no chance whatsoever. But instead of uh, committing, right, to either the shoot, like the guy with the ball or the pass, he stood. He froze. He, froze. he stood in that's the middle. What a, that's of, what a runner does. He stood in the middle of, of everything and just said, you know what? I'm just going to let both of these things happen at the same Zone time. Zone coverage. And I mean, I, I, yeah. I, was a, I was a goalie uh, in hockey for a long, long time. And the one thing you always told your defender was pick one. Pick the shooter or pick the pass. You pick one, you let the goalie deal with the other one. And, I mean, I haven't played professional soccer or soccer at any higher level other than, like, rec league soccer. Um, but I, I'm a goalie, and I know, like, take take the shooter. Take the shooter. Right? I mean, if the pass goes, great. But, yep. you know, I don't know. So that was my most of the moment of the game. And, you know, it was very clear that Eric Miller obviously came out shortly after that uh, for Romario Ibarra, who gave us our – you know, game tying, our game winning well, uh, draw. It's our game winning draw. Goal, yeah. So, so Zeller, you have transitioned into me perfectly, which I know you meant to do. Um, look, nobody has thrown more coal into the Heath out train than you, I think. That's and when you ran out of coal, I'm sure you started throwing Heath's own children into the thing just to keep <laughs> it fucking burning. So you're not gonna like this, okay? You're not gonna like my what the fuck moment. It's actually a positive what-the-fuck moment, okay? All right. I'm going to give Heath some credit for a tactical formation late in the game, okay? He has, over time, gotten more crap from me about his tactics than any other reason. I've given him less crap overall than anybody, but when I give him crack, crack, when I give him crack, it's about some of the questionable subs he makes or formational changes that he makes uh, or non-changes that he, he makes. Now, I've seen a little bit of improvement in tactics. The switch to 3-5-2 is good. I think he's using players more to their strengths overall, which is good. His substitution strategy has remained a bit of an enigma to me, but he, got, a, yeah. he got it right on Saturday. He brought in Ibarra Part 2, and he brought in Dunlady, not just as like-for-like replacements. He didn't have Romario uh, try to be a, a wing back and do what Ibarra uh, Part 1 does on the other side of the field. He didn't ask Dunlady to be a wing back. Instead, he kind of switched it to a 3-4-3 formation use those guys up top as offensive wingers and in this case it totally paid off i think he made i think he got it right i think he absolutely got it right uh, i think he i think he made a change that responded to what they were showing and he didn't use those players just as like for like uh replacements it was i, I think he nailed it so your most what the fuck moment of the game was was he he's Heath Heath getting it right he's doing it right he's getting subs and on tactics right on a change yes and cool. I say that as somebody who, I, I, again, I, I'm probably leaning on the Heath out train right now, but I've never been as ardent yeah. as some of you folks. But du- duly noted this, that uh, the most what the fuck moment of the game was, was him getting it right, doing the right thing. He nailed his subs more than any other time he's done this year. Cool, so cool. What was right. uh, really quickly referee scorecard? Eh, uh, there's stuff going on. Baltimore, Toledo. Uh, yeah. LA fans were literally calling for his head. Now, oh. When I say literally, they literally said, "Bring me this man's head." <laughs> I, you know what? It was weird because. They they were bitching about VAR. I, I actually I, li- I literally waded into the MLSsoccer.com uh, uh, message boards today. People were bitching about this game. I was just like, he went to VAR. Zlatan fell down. Like what, what else the fuck are you go- go to like, VAR, like, yeah. Have you seen Miguel Ibarra? Have you seen Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Like are you are you absolutely 100 percent sure that Miguel Ibarra took down Zlatan Ibrahimovic? If you do, if you firmly believe that, then. Your, you know, your Zlatan has a problem, but you know, whatever. So I, I you Let's know, he did, he did a good job. He gave five yellow cards. I thought to it was, I thought it was a rough night for man management. Yeah, he, even if yeah. he's getting individual calls correctly. Yeah. I, as you know, I feel like man management is half the game he, for referees. Yeah, he didn't and, do a great uh, job, and then of course, like Calvo, you know, generally also kind of fucked that up by just being a complete well, douchebag, but. Let's talk about the douchebaggery momentarily. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we have two more questions. First of all, the Freddie Adu Award for Star of the Game. Michael Boxall, man. Michael Boxall. His best game is in Loon. Well, he, he's been a lot more uh, steady. Yeah, here and this he's well, going to have so. the captain's armband uh, he should. This, this weekend. He, he yeah, absolutely theoretically. should. And he should um, keep it after this weekend. I mean, not just because of the goal, but just because he, you know, like, he actually has been sort of the silent, unsung hero of the Minnesota defense in the last, you know, last couple months. Like, you know, this defense for, you know, a while at the beginning of the year was looking like it might be that same civvy defense that we had last year. Uh, giving it's, up, It's still problematic. I mean, it's still problematic. I, yeah, agreed. But it's not, I don't think, because of Michael Boxall. I mean, moving to the three-five-two has helped him a lot. Um, it's cleared him up to um, really focus on one, instead of focusing on the center of the pitch, wondering if Cobble's going to go 
and and you know take off. You can focus on you know a third of the pitch, really focus on that defensively, um, and because he knows he has Coleman behind him to really back him up. Because mm-hmm. Coleman's been you know the unsung MVP of uh, Minnesota United this year. Well, um, and, they, and they don't even cover a third, third, third. Those three center backs are much more condensed. Exactly. They're playing about as exactly. wide as the box. And, you know, obviously the goal helps. Things, the goal helps. Yeah. But also, really, I mean, the, the gif of him just, like, ch- tracking uh, in, like, the – I want to say it was, like, the 13th minute or whatever. Him tracking Zlatan all the way around the pitch. And then him, like, giving Zlatan a shove and Zlatan just, like, tumbling down like a ragweed doll. Like, that's <laughs> fucking perfect. So, I don't even know. Yeah. Fucking allergy yeah. doll. Yeah. I, so, uh, can it be controversial again? Sure, Angelo Rodriguez. Okay, I like what Why I is saw that from. I like what I saw from Angelo Rodriguez. Had another couple of great shots. I think physically showed some of the stuff that we were worried we would lose by switching away from Ramirez, who has a more di- what, what we feel is a more diverse skill set. I don't he think anybody was worried about goal. that. I, I had concerns because he, because Angelo Rodriguez basically was the exact same. I think people were worried that because Angelo Rodriguez was the exact same type of player as Christian Ramirez in terms of his hold up play. But he was faster than Ramirez. People were worried about that. I don't think they were worried about like that he didn't have the same characteristics of Ramirez. But I worry. I'll, I'll I worry about it. Um, so, and and I, I don't worry about it anymore. He's he's going to get his goals. He hasn't so far, but he's put a couple of great shots on, and he's doing the things off the ball that matters. So um, I'm giving it to him. It's a coveted award, and he's getting it. That's fair. What's your Freddie Adu award for the shittiest player of the game? Well, I mean. It can't be anybody else but Frankie Calvo, but, yeah. but in the uh, I don't want to shit completely on Calvo the entire time of this podcast, which I will probably continue to do. Um, the first goal, Alessandrini, basically, and I, w- I don't really want to give it to Miller because Miller was like out on an island by he himself. Made a mistake. Um, but oh. Alessandrini on the first goal just literally like ran right past uh, Colin Warner, and put it into the like on Bobby Shuttleworth's uh, short side so you either give it to Shuttleworth or Warner I'm gonna give it to Warner because you don't you, you really you, you can't just get run right past you just you can't you can't do that and Bobby Shuttleworth is probably you know also partly to blame for that big one, dick so. Bobby yeah yeah we don't call that call him that so what about you? Who's, like, your, so people who's your Freddie Adu for shittiest player of the game? I'll, I'll give you that in a second, but I want to. So people were chanting uh, at, at a home. They were chanting "Big Dick Bobby." Yeah, and I think that that puts Bobby Shuttleworth in sort of an unfortunate position because if he's got like a small cock, you know, now all of a sudden, like he can't he can't wave to them and be like, "No, guys, actually, I have a small cock." So now he's got to just swallow that. And but now he's got to live with this lie. True. Now he, for the rest of his life, he's got to walk around like, "Yes, I have a big dick," but he doesn't. And we d- he didn't ask for this. He but now not, he lives under no, the shadow of this lie. Hundred percent true. I didn't think about that at all, actually. That's it, very we, yeah. We were thinking about propriety. We didn't even think about his feelings. Yeah. Of course, maybe he does have a huge dick. I don't know. I don't know. Um, my my Freddie Adu award for the worst player of the game was Calvo. That red card was needless. I think he was culpable on defense. And then he threw uh uh my employer is not my employer uh fifty five one under the bus. Now here's a, I don't know if you saw it. He deleted the tweet, but uh fifty five one, which is a soccer website, <laughs> as you know, uh. Uh, they, they tweeted out, which was a dumb They're question. They're a better soccer site than the, our soccer this, site, by the way. It's better. Yeah. Um, their question was, which play was more embarrassing tonight? They gave the Calvo thing, and they gave another option. Um, first of all, that, that's not a good tweet. That's no, no, what have we gained? That's, it was a dumb thing to say. Who is, who's, who's on the Twitter account? Was it Chief? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you who was on the Twitter account. Chief? What I will say is Chief? Calvo rising to the occasion. By the way, Calvo wasn't, Calvo wasn't tagged. Calvo, no, fo- Calvo found the shit. The kind of so, so he sees it and he picks on 55-1 for like, oh yeah, your 5,000 followers are gonna vote. <laughs> I've got so many followers. It was like this Trump tweet, you know. Ooh. And so, look, so he, it was he would a, give, he would give. 55-1 followers. He said he would give him, which we'll take him, by the way. Like, you know, That's fair. Yeah, I know. I'm reminded of... Uh, take, take it where you can get it. Mo, the bartender in The Simpsons, when he uh, he's managing Homer as a prize fighter, and Don King, uh, he's like, take your 100000 get out of here. And he's like, I don't need your money. He immediately folds the check up and puts it in his pocket. We'll take the followers. But it was a dumb tweet with a totally, totally dumb answer from Calvo. Calvo can suck directly on my genitals. Um, but you know what? He's not going to be playing this next week. So, no, because you know, uh, once a future captain. He was I want to get somebody dumbass. in. I want to get somebody in on here as a very special guest. He didn't know he was going to be a guest on the podcast when he walked in. I don't think he did. This is Abe Apodi. Abe Apodi is uh, uh, 
once you come over here talking to the mic and you can tell us how exactly you characterize yourself but a dc og uh president of the wonderwall um uh situation right would you call it that once you come over here i'm gonna lend my mic can you ask him a couple questions here sure yeah no we're a two mic setup and it's short of me and abe borderline kissing each other there's not a lot of audio going in here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cede the floor to him. Abe, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and tell us what do you think about uh, Frankie Calvo and the way he's uh, done what he's done. Yes, pl please. Oh well, this is treacherous. Let's yeah, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Sorry, it's, uh, you gotta. This was you know, not planned at all. That's but why we I'm need Patreon support. You know, to get our mics up uh, situation <laughs> a little better. We so, need a, we yeah. need a, we need third mic money. Four, we need we need four mic money. Four mic money. Four mic money. You yeah. you really you're that high in yourselves. Yeah. You think you can get four people on the mics at the same time? Oh yeah. I mean, how are people gonna get words in edgewise when the two of you are going the way you are? <laughs> that's see, that's 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 we'll get to that point when we, we get to that point. Fair so. enough. Um, yeah. So full disclosure, uh, because of a busy schedule, I actually only watched half the match so far. I legitimately okay. watched the first half and then I had to go do. Life things? Life things, yes, okay. because there is somehow life outside of soccer, um, outside of the loons. So what ended up happening was I read everyone's reaction to it and started laughing because I was like, oh, yeah, that seems like something a caption should do. Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Waste time and pick up another. So we had a chance to win a match, and you took yourself out of the match? Yeah, that seems something befitting of a captain. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I get it. If you're trying to be the lightning rod and take all the flack and take all the attention away from other players who are underperforming, it's a weird way of going about it. But at least if that was what your objective was, it's like, all right, fine, party. You're trying to be a team player in a weird way. But do, but getting kicked out of a match? Like, do you you, you do have to know that you're going to get tossed there. Like, there's no debate that it's like, yeah, no, that was worth a second yellow. Right. Do you, but do you, do you think that's actually what his his like his thought stream is? Like I'm going to take I'm going to take this. I'm going to be the I'm going to be the lightning rod. Like you think it's intentional? I don't I I literally do not think it is. I do not think that he has that I think that he's an irrational person who just logs on to Twitter after matches and just like who the fuck is talking shit about me? And, you know, to be fair, I, you know, from the TDIKMN, uh, at TDIKMN Twitter account, may have poked the bear once or twice just to see. Like, but is that, do you really think, like, that's his, like, his his his, his thought process? Like, yes, I'm going to be the lightning rod, I'll take it. Or is it just, like, he's just really sensitive? Which I guess uh, is not the, the it's not I mean, to be honest bad. with you, I don't actually know. Because yeah. I don't know him personally. But what, but, yeah, we're not here to know things. Yeah, we're, we're I mean, I agree, but what I'm saying is, like, as far things, as my so. hypothesis is, I have to think that. I have to assume, right or wrong, the dreamer, maybe in the, in the back of my head, is saying there's a reason why he was made captain versus other players. And some of that had to have been the intentionality of him being willing to take more of the controversy that frees up other players who might not speak openly about it. Sir? I don't know if it's the right take, but I mean, if not, then that's even a bigger knock on Adrian Heath to make a man the captain that's not thinking things through, that's not increasing the camaraderie, the chemistry in the, in the locker room, and instead just being a toxic presence that doesn't have any real accountability. That's not a future I want to believe in if I'm going to sit here and say... Adrian Heath is our coach. Now, me personally, I've, as I've said on Twitter, in probably moderate fashion compared to y'all, <laughs> I'm not convinced in the quality of Adrian Heath. I think he's made many a mistake, chiefly among them that he seems to have failed to recognize that he's got players who don't respond well to public criticism. I'm someone who likes to keep things in-house. If I have a disagreement with someone unless they force me to make a comment about it in public, I keep it in house. I keep it in the family and we deal with it in the family. And then if things need to be stated from there, we state it from there. Adrian Heath has no concept of that. I'm someone who's only ever coached seventh grade traveling basketball is the highest level I've coached. And I knew that there were players that you could take aside and talk to them one-on-one -on -one, and other players you could call out in front of a whole team. He doesn't seem to have that distinction. And legitimately it's like, that's part of why Christian left. You want to say he had motivation issues. The man never had the belief of his coach in him, and he seems to be one of those players that needs that. 
if he's feeling the love, he plays like he's loved. If you if you don't water some flowers, they wilt. Other things are fucking cactus cacti that go, eh, fuck you, I don't need your water. I'll find it myself. So So how do you explain Ibsen? <laughs> he must have some fucking blackmail on him. I don't know. I, you know, we've talked about this a lot, like that, you know, uh, Brent Coleman uh, had pictures of uh, Miguel Ibarra plowing Mrs. Heath, and Christian was also there, and there was a whole thing. Like that's we we we've spent we spent literally a year talking about this. Like, um, so I mean, what do you want to see? So you are the Wonderwall president. You are the president of the GBC. Oh, so uh, random note of clarification. I say Wonderwall. Though Wonderwall is a section, Wonderwall is the corporation. Wonderwall. So you are Wonderwall's president. You are an Wonderwall president. That's the most pedantic shit. <laughs> really? Um, you're you're going to say something about being pedantic here. Yeah. So, moving so, you know, obviously I don't think I don't think we're I don't think we're losing Heath uh, <laughs> before the end of the year. Probably um, not. But what do you want to see as the president of uh, Wonderwall, uh, this entire really awesome supporter section, supporter culture, like it's gonna be really fucking awesome next year. Um, like, what do you want to see from this front office to demonstrate that they are actually paying attention to what we want to see as an on-field pr- product? Like, like they 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 keep using us as brand ambassadors. Or whatever, uh, um, but we are not brand ambassadors. We are we are soccer fans, and that is the biggest point. I think I really want to make sure that people know. Um, what do you want to see from this front office to you know to just sort of validate that? I mean, to be honest with you, the sporting side of the house it is well established that they haven't held up their end of the bargain anywhere near as much as the other side. We had this Twitter conversation and. We both agreed the non-sporting side has been wonderful. Yes. I, yeah. My understanding of successful organizations on the pitch is that sporting side, non-sporting side have to both be elite. It, it can't be that you've got you've – got I mean, yeah, you don't – no one wants to put a full dinner on a table that's got two stable eggs, one wobbly one, and one that's like, ah, I'm not sure. That's my dining room table, basically. But yeah, I've been there. It works. Yeah. You just can't put. You, 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 yeah, you just can't put. You gotta be careful about what you put yeah. where, yep. right? Yep. Whereas if you've got a stable table, you're like, cool. We can throw a lot more at this, and you can take more touchy personalities. Because it's like, you know what? We've got an entire sporting side that can handle those personalities. I don't know if necessarily right now where we are, we can do that. We can say that. And more importantly, if I was gonna say one thing, I'd want to see from the front office, it's that. We get it. Every team in the history of ever has missed out on players. Player Teams with deep pockets of all kinds of crazy money don't necessarily end up landing Mo Salah or Neymar or whoever else when they wanted to. Only one team wins in that case. That being said, if you're going to miss, you can't miss as big as you have. And if you're going to show us that we are slightly less crazy than we are given as much time as we do to your organization win more and if you're not gonna win don't treat us like idiots don't don't have your sporting director and and your your head coach say oh well i completely understand what you're feeling no no you didn't you absolutely didn't and it was the wrong move and i was actually surprised that turkey let that happen honestly yeah. If if you're gonna make moves, be like, listen, this is a business, and this is a future move for us, and this was the smartest thing we could do. Yeah. And we understand that it sucks, and we understand that you don't feel good about it, and it's gonna hurt because this is this is life. Life is full of things that hurt. That being said, if you're gonna ask us to trust you, then show us steps along the path of success, of competence, of knowing what you're doing. And saying the right things while doing the right things. And, and I think that's maybe the, the problem is that they haven't been successful and they haven't shown us success. Uh, you know, like when McGuire took over the, the, the team back in the NASL days, like 
they went out, they went all in in terms of NASL money, and they they got stymied multiple times. Uh, and one in eleven, though. Yeah. Crappy old Lockhart. Crappy old Lockhart. But yeah, but yeah, but 2013, 2014, 2015, they all they stumbled. Um, you know, it's. I still hate the Cosmos, by the way. <laughs> well, we all I've hate met, the Cosmos. I've met some wonderful Everybody people who are Cosmos backers. Like oh, yeah, no, no, no. I still Patrick get, from uh, Copa 90. That dude is legit, yeah. but... I still get I, I still get uh, media releases from the Cosmos because I was doing... I was working for a... Uh, working on a piece for uh, Midfield Press years and years ago, and I reached out to the Cosmos for a quote on something that never actually ended up getting uh, published. They still send me press release stuff. So. That must be strange. <laughs> it's weird. I'm like, oh, okay, it's, cool. Cosmos. As a side note, like just to go on a minor tangent, it is very strange to hold, to harbor that kind of animosity for a team we no longer play against. And I have no idea when we would, but still, good I lord, that that memory of Christian scoring that goal and us oh, beating the Cosmos with ten men. Oh, I got ripped after it, that. It was amazing. Um, it's weird because my father. Like my father was not a soccer fan. Like, I, I played baseball, hockey, uh, growing up. That was those were the sports I played. Um, Abe and I went to spoiler. Alert, Abe and I went to uh, high school together. Central, Central, uh, just down the road uh, here from Fitzgerald's uh, bar. Um, but uh, I remember going to G- the games at the Jimmy when I was in in college, when like, two thousand and one, two thousand two. And I would tell my dad, like, oh, I'm going to see a Missile United game. He's like, or it was, it was Stars or Thunder at the time. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, I used to go to Kicks games with, with my dad. I was like, you could be fucking at the, at, the, at the Met. I was like, you could be fucking kidding me. Dude, yeah, my so. pop talks about days. Of, he's not really that big a soccer fan. He's yeah. a I'll follow what my son is doing kind yeah. of fan. So if I'm blathering on about go for hockey doing some random thing, He'll check the box scores and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. He keeps up with the loons. It's yeah. wonderful because he's like, yeah. Oh, oh back in the day at, at the at the Met, we would party. And I just sit there laughing because I'm like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. And more entertainingly, it's like, <laughs> I love that you don't actually like soccer that much, but you'll be like, okay, cool. I'll read this thing and I'll pay yeah. attention. So it's like, yeah. oh, the loons the loons left a, lost a top one last weekend. And I'm just like, who are you? I wake, I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I wake up in the morning to text my dad about like the games. The night before, whether it's a home game or an away game, my dad watches the games and then texts me after the after the game to like check in, see how things are going. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, Abe, thanks for uh, you can you can come in coming here. in. We can we can share this. You want, do you want to do you want to uh, talk oh, about the uh, upcoming? What FC was the Dallas actual game? question you would ask me? I don't remember. <laughs> you said something about. Oh wait, no, I answered the question yeah, about what did. I wanted yeah. to see from the front office. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're we're gonna talk about Dallas. Do you want to stick around and talk a little bit about Dallas here in a moment? I know nothing of Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> once you once you hang out, we'll uh, we'll get some random opinions. Let's on you, okay? let's uh, all right. Yeah, let's, I can hang out for a bit longer. Let's take a break and then we'll uh, we'll jump in. We'll talk about the FC Dallas. The only reason that I live anymore is for the Twitter likes. Really? That's the only reason I'm That's still it? chugging it's along. The, the only reason. What else do I have? I don't. I you know, good question. I do, I do not know. Yeah. You know what I do have? <laughs> Some opinions on uh, FC Dallas. Sure. Can we let's talk about it. Let's talk about the burn. So that's going to be the week. Uh, the, the the week coming up, not the week coming up. The game coming up this week. I know how to speak uh, English words. So we're going to cover it like we usually do. We're going to talk about FC Dallas. We're going to say who's good, who sucks, how should the loons play them, and then give some predictions. And we got Abe Pody. Abe, we're going to get Abe chiming in a little bit. Oh, you too. know what? We, we did. We did. We did miss the other United news. Yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Right. We'll get that transition. Michael, Michael Boxel was named to MLS Team of the Week bench. Excellent. Good for him. Deservedly. Uh, Frankie Cava was a dumbass again, twice. Once on the field, once on Twitter. So, yeah. They should, they should have like an MLS uh, of the week for like the shittiest players. But what would it be called? It's not the Team of the Week. It's not the bench. It's the. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the locker room. The doghouse, the valet, the doghouse. <laughs> okay, doghouse no, of the week. That was not a fruitful avenue of discussion. Let's talk about what you're going to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also put better known Ava Pody. Ava Pody. <laughs> That's the better known. Yeah. One. yeah. <laughs> well, excellent. I'm in on it. Yeah, he, you know, Ava Pody. Uh, 
run some shit for the Dark Clouds, the Wonderwall. He's the real. That. He's the real man of the you match. Know, he also is a. He's a sensual man. Sensual kisser. Uh, Abapodi has scored. True? He scored 33 goals in high school soccer. Is that true? Wow, that that's great, man. Not true. 33. Yep. Wow. Um, Abapodi was a left tackle in the Central High School football team. Also not true. Uh, Abapodi is a good man. Also not, also not true. Also not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, let's move into FC Dallas now. Please. Tactical, schmactical. Tactical, FC Dallas. Tell me, who's go. good? Who's good on uh, FC Dallas, yeah, man? Man, I, where, do, where do we start? Uh, start with the, uh, um, uh, the defense. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, God. I, don't have to, I asked you to talk about it. Okay. Professional podcasting here. Please Sorry, donate to our man. Patreon. Um, <laughs> So, who's good? Uh, first of all, this team is excellent defensively. Only 30 goals allowed this season, and so far that puts them about top five territory in the league, which is pretty good. Um, individual players on the defense, first of all, start with the goalkeeper, Jesse Gonzalez. I'll never forget that game we played on the road last year against Dallas where he stood on his head and literally kept the team in a win. We, we oh, could have walked away with points there. Every single time we play against Jesse Gonzalez, he stands on, he his, stands head. on his fucking head. And he's, he's, he gets... Ugh. He's good at soccer. He gets national he was team attention. He soccer last week where he did not stand not, Well, head. we're going to talk about how they did last us. week. Um, they've got in, in central defense, they've got Matt Hedges and Rito Ziegler. Um, so they, I, I think they have a good triumvirate right there. you got to look for right back Reggie Cannon. He's a young guy, one of their like latest releases out of their eternally producing youth academy. So this is a defense that is uh, a four-man back line that's, that's poised to be a challenge. That's where the, you got to start. That's fair. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Matt Hedges, obviously, um, has been an anchor in FC Dallas for a long time. Um, uh, you know, Aruti. Maxi Aruti, yeah. Yeah, Max Aruti, uh, sort of in that 10 role. I'm, you know, great. I really and, don't and care Tisho for the Aruti really? man. Like, I'm not okay. really, okay. I don't know. Um, Tesho Akindeli on sort of on the, uh, on the left, and then uh, uh, Berrios... Uh, in the sort of the center of the pitch has been um, sort of the catalyst for most of what FC Dallas has done for the last, you know, sort of, well, you know, season and a half or so. <laughs> yeah. Well, and l- and let's, let's be clear. FC Dallas is third in the Supporter Shield race in case you need a quick primer on where they're at. Third in the Supporter Shield race on points per game. Uh, top of the West. Uh, this is a team that's been really, really strong all year, but has lost their last two games. So, you wonder if that 2017 late summer slump is going to come back to haunt them again this year. Maybe it will. They've lost against San Jose and Seattle. Seattle's rounding into form, but those are two lower half of the West teams. So, yeah, you got to I mean, ask the question. I don't know. It was selling Acosta like the downfall for? I, you know, man, Dallas. You're, you're jumping ahead of my notes here, which is good. That's Ooh. synergy. That's what's happening here. So let let me go ahead and do it. I'm gonna jump ahead. My feeling is that FC Dallas wins that trade with the Colorado Rapids. So uh, if you don't know it, Colorado Rapids and FC Dallas, they traded. Colorado Rapids sent Dominic Baji over to uh, uh, FC Dallas. FC Dallas sent still a young guy, but a longtime FC Dallas uh, central midfield stalwart, Kellen Acosta, uh, U.S. national team attention. They sent him back over to Colorado Rapids. So here's what I think they won. Kellen Acosta for his club has not produced as well as I think he should have or as well as they thought that he could have. A couple of years ago, you'd say, this guy's the next, uh, whatever, Diego Valeri. He, he wasn't, honestly. The offense has never truly clicked. He wasn't a great connector, and uh, I, I hope that maybe he finds what he's looking for in Colorado. However, what FC Dallas has particularly struggled at is a guy up top who can put the ball in the fucking net. Um, the, the, their leader, so, so uh, Mauro Diaz, got sold off to uh, United Arab, Arab Emirates, so they no longer have a true number 10 who can pull those strings. Uh, Rudy has got six goals. That's fine. Otherwise, it's just Roland Lama who's sitting on eight goals. Lama is not... I mean, that's barely better than Christian. I don't think anybody thought Christian was setting the world on fire, but he's their primary guy. After that, it's Rudy with six, and then you go down to a guy with three goals. They just don't have a dominant goal scorer. Meanwhile, Dominic Baji was getting it done in Colorado for a shitty team. He had a good number of goals for a terrible team, so I think they added the piece they needed to add, and it's addition by subtraction to get rid of Acosta in favor of Baji. 
Can, we, can I make a point? Oh, uh, yeah, I just talked for 19 minutes. Yeah, you can make a point. Uh, Baji was it in the uh, FC Dallas 18 last week? No, he wasn't. Uh, what was your a, point? Making a point. I'm, sa- I'm saying they added the right player. I'm not saying the trade is the cause of a downfall. I guess maybe I didn't answer your question in that respect. But I don't think there's any reason to think that that trade will cause a long-term downfall. Kellen Acosta wasn't a big producer. Dominic Bocci, as he rounds in a form with this team, finds a starting lineup. I believe that he can be. I mean, I guess the question is, do we think FC Dallas is as good as they they seem to be? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. You know how know. we looked at Orlando and we said, I look at these names on paper this is a team that will compete yeah. for the top of the of the East, right? <laughs> they, the, Dallas, and they have had this for a while, Dallas is the exact opposite. They're, you look at their players and you're like, yeah, I don't know about this. But they click and they're well coached and they play their young guys and they always are uh, greater than the sum of their parts. And that's what they are right now. So do I think so? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're as good as, they, as we thought they've been. Okay, that's fair. You can't outperform for that long. Nice. We can't break that news, Abe. Abe is, Abe is over here showing me Twitter because that's how business gets done. I'll break that news. Looking at a little Fernando Bob news here. Sorry, news. we got it. Uh, we're breaking news. So we're hearing, according to Jeff Reuter, at Jeff Reuter on Twitter, hearing that Minnesota United FC at MVC is looking to sign Brazilian defender, a defensive midfielder, Fernando Bob. He last played with Ponta Preta. He's 30 years old. He's trying with the loons this week. He's currently a free agent, so take that. Well, we know we need a defensive midfielder. I wish we'd get yeah. a lightning rod name, you know, if that's the one that we add. Um, I thought maybe Max Miano was <laughs> going to be that name Bob. and didn't. So. That's our I'm sure our that we can come name. up with some great chants related to just Bob. <laughs> we could, There yes, has absolutely. to be something absolutely. good out there. So. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Anyways, right. that, that diversion aside, I'm sorry, uh, uh, continue with what you've been talking about. Oh, no, I, I, that was... Uh, that's pretty much about it. Okay. I, I just I don't well, I don't understand. Um, yeah, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> There's a lot of things you don't Generally, understand, David, and someday yes, you're gonna know. That's fair. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, who sucks. Do we know who sucks on Dallas? Um. Yeah. No. Nobody. Nobody's. No. No. no I don't, let me give you this one. I think Lamar is uh, as a striker. Eight goals is not necessarily. He's not a striker though. He's absolutely. He's been playing up top. Up top is a, you know. All right, I'm gonna go kill myself. And, and up thing. top is a feeling. <laughs> the thing. So, so why 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 don't we say this? I, they they're they're uh, especially if Baji is not ready, uh, yeah, rounded into form for the team. I would say uh, their gap not, is gonna their gap is going to be at striker. Sure. Okay, so if you want to call Lamont playing up top or not playing he's up top. Not, he's, not, he's not up top. Yes, you're looking at one picture of one game they played of a lineup, okay? Yeah. He's, been, he's been their primary goal scorer. I don't think that that's a role that you can rely Doesn't on him to play. Doesn't mean he plays up top. I hope that this conversation goes for 20 more minutes. <laughs> I hope you explain <laughs> to me how soccer formations work. That's yeah, what I really no, want. I would love to. He's not the guy you want as your primary goal scorer, and, and I think that that's a gap that they have. Maxi Rudy, I don't favor the guy. Six goals. He should be pulling the strings in the central uh, uh, midfield. That's that's his job. I still don't favor the guy. Uh, Mauro Diaz was really the guy who should be pulling the strings offensively. In fact, he had six assists back in May, and then he's gone. He's off to United Arab yeah. Emirates. So I personally think that their central midfield is going to be an opportunity. I still think their goal scoring is an opportunity, but that central midfield, we can win that battle, and that's where I'm going to be watching the contest. Uh, I Honestly, and I know this sounds controversial, I'll, I'll put Ibsen and Schuler against these other two schmucks uh, any day of the week in central midfield. No, I 100% agree with you, Rudy, on that. And, and you know, people have been talking about the 3-5-2 and... Is that a thing we should be continuing to do again? Um, and with you know TS on uh, coming back uh, from injury, hopefully soon. Um, actually, this this is an actual match, and this delves into how we play them. That we should actually probably play the three five two again. Um, with as we've you and me have both advocated for, you know, over a year, our our wingers diving in to the central midfield. Uh, not like trying to cross the ball in, but actually like cutting into right. the midfield and and taking advantage of uh, of the defensive uh, fallacies of our opponent and create create some some uh, man overload situations. Yep. Yep. You know what? Like I, I've I've advocated for that for a long time, but this week it's a one week thing. 
Mark this on your calendars. I'm going to advocate for not going with a 3-5-2. Okay. And, and literally my notes say to go with that, but I, I thought about this a lot today. And what I, I think we need to go with the 3-4-3 shape that we ended the game with against L.A. And here's my thought process. We First of all, we don't have Colin Warner. Colin Warner has accumulated yellows. He's, he's not going to be there. Uh, we don't have Frankie Calvo, who has uh, managed to get himself booted. Uh, Heath is talking about starting Romario Ibarra. Whether you think it should be Miller, although he didn't cover himself in glory the other day, versus Romario Ibarra, here's what I think. If you're going to start Romario Ibarra, which he seems to be intent on doing, don't bother playing him as a, an end-to-end wingback. I don't think that's a position he's going to succeed at. Instead, play him where he's going to succeed, as a winger. You can have Miguel Ibarra playing a little bit more as an offensive winger. Play that 3-4-3. We had success with that. I think it plays to people's strengths a little bit better in a week where we're going to be playing a little bit of replacement. It also puts more central midfielders into a place where we're going to be without our ostensibly preferred defensive midfielder. I think we can create a little bit more congestion in the midfield, uh, the central midfield and win that battle, especially lacking a player that we would otherwise kind of rely on. Um, I want to see the 3-4-3 again. All right. Is that controversial? I, I don't know. That's I'm just full of such controversy. 343 looks good to I me. I love a podcast where I talk about the size of uh, Bobby Shuttleworth's dick. is like one of the least provocative things I've said all night. I don't know. What's, uh, can, we, can we get Abe to <laughs> yeah. talk about what he... Hey, uh, let's hear some opinions, man. So we got Dallas. You don't need to know a ton about Dallas, but tell me this. Uh, uh, FC, I'm sorry, Minnesota United has succeeded a lot in a 3-5-2 formation. We got a couple of players missing with Colin Warner and uh, Frankie Cavill. Come on over to the mic. Do you think we switch it up? Who would you be playing as, as a sub at the defensive midfielder? Who takes Calvo's spot? Uh, do, you know, do you if you start, would you start Romario Ibarra? And if you would, would you change his position? So, so long silence. So we are. Uh, we just talked about the uh, upcoming match against uh, FC Dallas. Um, David and I are both uh, a little more pessimistic about how this thing is going to happen. Um, what are your thoughts on FC Dallas and, and what we're going to do down there? Uh, well, we we the feel like there are, there are ways for us to win, but we're a little pessimistic about it. So. To be honest, I was shocked we got to we got any points at all against Galaxy. So right now I say we're playing with house money. As far as I'm concerned... Cavo being out might simplify the defense a bit because Heath can't try to make the defense maraud forward as much. He might actually have to play defenders who defend first. Is he going to play? You think he's going to play a three-five-two or a four-two-three-one, which is he normally wants to play? Oh goodness! Uh, from people much smarter than me, I've heard repeatedly we do not have the personnel to properly implement a four-two-three-one. So my hope is that he stays defensively focused and continues to play people who are well on the counter not trying to necessarily hold all the possession in the world because right now it doesn't seem like he believes we have the players to do that sort of a thing. So as far as I'm concerned, I think he plays pure defenders and okay. a midfield that can absorb more of the pressure while, I mean, obviously, you've got Quintero, so you have a chance. True. Sure. Who replaces Calvo? Almsberg? I, I mean, personally. Almsberg probably, right? I don't know if he believes in Omsberg. Didn't Omsberg just get sent away? Right. I agree. I legitimately don't know because I don't know our manager that well. I, I would like to say the logical thing was playing Eric Miller, who knows how to defend and can get forward if he needs to. But at the same time, oh, this does remind me of a thing. One of the things I had noticed in the first match, that, that opening goal that was given up, Colin Werner was super exposed. But it was also Eric Miller not knowing exactly what to do and Schuler not knowing what exactly to do. It was like they were given the instruction, don't let Zatan get loose, but then forgot that they also have to cover someone who's running free through the defense. It was a simple series of passes, and that shot from far enough away looked hard enough that it was weird for Shuttleworth. I think he legitimately wasn't expecting them to give up such a soft shot. Yeah. And I would say, yes, ideally you'd hope that he would stop that, but I can't hang that on him given that the defense was – I mean, it was two on three, and they got ran through like they weren't even there, like they were a bunch of traffic cones. That being said, I really don't see that sort of a situation repeating because I don't think 
Dallas has that level of a concern, not someone that you're going to put three bodies onto. So I think defensively they might be a little bit more compact, a little bit more tidy, and hopefully that they can find a way to continue this weird sudden ability to score on set pieces. Yeah. I mean, that would that's a great fucking game plan. Hopefully. What's your prediction? Yeah. Who wins and by what score? Oh, God. If I'm being honest with myself, I say it's like 2-1 Dallas. 2-1 Dallas. So, what do you got? Let's see. Looking at my things, I got... I got 3-2. 3-2 Dallas. We take, we take uh, such copious notes. Let me give it to you. 3-2 Dallas. Okay. What do you got? Is, uh, I, I've got the official score line right here, okay? It is going to be 3-2 to two Minnesota United win on the road. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I'm going out on a limb. I, I, All right. Uh, I absolutely think I'm we can do this. Jerking, I'm jerking Martin off right now. Thank this you. Is, uh, doing that for – uh, Yep. You know, Podcasts are things. very auditory yes. uh, media. Yeah. They can't really see the. That's cool. Uh, that's good, man. That, I say. <laughs> he literally that, has a, a air horns. App. That made it in there. <laughs> Somebody made a lot of money off of that app. Awesome. I love it. I'm ready right. for it. Let's do it. Right. Cool. You want to well, hop into uh, picks? Fucking a yeah. Uh, let's so, do some picks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, LA Galaxy versus the Colorado Rapids. That's happening right now. I got 2-1 uh, Galaxy. I got 2-1 Galaxy also. Oh, yeah. We haven't checked the scores. We haven't yeah. checked the scores. We haven't checked them. Uh, DC Knight versus Portland. I have uh, Portland winning 2-0. Dude, road. I got a Portland 2-1 win. Okay. We're copying uh, each other's notes again. LAFC versus Real Salt Lake. I have a 3-1. This is on Saturday. LAFC winning 3-1. I've got LAFC winning 3 nothing. Jesus. Fuck you. This is so boring. <laughs> Sounders Bad versus content. Galaxy. I have a 2-2 have uh, draw. Now we're talking. All I got right. Sounders winning one nothing. Sounders are hot, unbeaten in about 7 now. Whew. All right, I got NYCFC going east to Philadelphia and beating them three to one. This is my semi-upset special of the week. I got a one-one draw. Philadelphia uh, gonna manage NYCFC at home. Vancouver beats the Red Bulls four to two at home. What? Yep. Yep. I knew you shouldn't have drank that growler in the office earlier. Uh, New York Red Bulls two to nothing over Vancouver <laughs> because Red Bulls are top of the Shield standings in points per game, and Vancouver is Vancouver. Yeah, and they do well at home. So, all right, cool. Uh, Montreal Impact 2, Chicago Fire 1. Uh, I got a 2-2 draw. These are both teams I don't care for and uh, just tickling the clusterfuck uh, situation. So, right. uh, Sporting Kansas City 2, Portland 0. You know, I got Portland winning 3-2. Portland super good, and as long as they've got Diego Chara playing for them, they're always going to be Kansas a threat. You know Kansas City doesn't lose at home, right? Uh, what was your question? You know, Kansas City doesn't lose at home, right? Uh, you know that Portland is made up of uh, unwashed gods, don't you? I did not know that. Okay, well, now you know. Okay. By Houston. Very good. Uh, Houston Dynamo 2, Real Salt Lake 1. Two cities no one should ever have to go to. I got a 1-1 yes. one draw. San Jose 1, Toronto FC 2. You know what? I hate Toronto FC so much now. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out a 2-2 two two draw. Okay. San Jose getting a point. Uh, LA United 5, Columbus 1. <laughs> you saying 5 is the least shocking thing in this whole podcast. Atlanta United 3, Columbus 2. Columbus is still a fine team. All right. DC United 2, New England 1. You don't trust in New England? You just expect more I don't trust shit? New England on the road. Okay. At home, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that far on the road. It's like 10 miles yeah, down the coast. Uh, DC United 1, New England 3. New England's okay. going to get it done, and Rooney's going to feel the round. Yeah, you don't think Wayne Rooney's going to, you know, do... Awesome Wayne Rooney shit. I don't Wayne. I, I don't rate Wayne Rooney. Right. <laughs> you don't wait. <laughs> I don't rate. Wait Wayne. It's Wayne. so hard to say you that. You don't yeah. wait Wayne Rooney. No. Okay. Uh, LEFC six, Colorado four. <laughs> Let's fucking party. First of all, Colorado. Best game of the night. Colorado is, is not scoring four goals in any game ever. That's fair. Second of all, LEFC six, yeah. Colorado two. LEFC is a flawed but good team. LEFC two, Colorado zero. LEFC LEFC six, Colorado two. Sorry, God in my... heaven. Um, uh, okay. Have we done it? Did we get any? <laughs> we may not be in agreement now, but we.
as you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Check it out, though. GT. He don't do nothing at all. G.O. He don't do nothing at all. Uh-huh, my guy, King. He don't do nothing at all. The mass line. He don't do nothing at all. Whoa, a big germ. Yeah. 